Do you remember what you had for breakfast today? I didn't have anything because I'm intermittent fasting. I think you're listening to a lot of Tom Bilyeu's episodes, right? Yeah, I you know from next week onwards, I'm thinking of turning into a carnivore. I remember, you know, I remember, diet. I remember that when I started intermittent long time back, and I told you about this thing, you were not very keen on this. You were like, uh, I cannot fast. You know, it's a difficult thing for me to do. Yeah, because stuff. I felt that I'm uh, in that you know good. Uh, weight margin that i don't have to but uh, lately i've been putting on weight so i thought you know there's something i'll have to do something just walking is not helping so that's why i tried it out and uh, it's been working fine so you don't you didn't have breakfast what did you have for lunch i had uh, mooli paratha and some chutney right so what did you have for lunch let's say 3 days ago 3 let's days. say on tuesday tuesday what tuesday. did you have tuesday okay i have no idea <laughs> your memory failed you yeah So how do you think we remember things? Um you have your brain mm-hmm. which can store things like, like I how think like you know how drive? computers ha- computer hard drives can save but not like you know there's lots and all that it's like you know some chemical reaction some <laughs> I don't know I I have no idea yeah it it just you know stores get stored in your brain stored in your brain okay fine so today let's uh, take a look into how memory works hmm. i mean this is something that is not completely clear even to the scientists because we don't know how it actually works but as always with all uh, with all, all the stuff that we do we'll not go into uh, you know the depth of it we'll just uh, you play know around. play around and uh, make our listeners curious about this thing and stuff what if someone uh, gets motivated and tomorrow goes into some research and becomes a scientist okay so basically we're going to speculate things and <laughs> hopefully something good comes yeah, if up if we go a little bit more than speculating okay. because some things are pretty clear so uh, let's see how deep the rabbit hole yeah, goes yeah. Right? before we start uh, investigating about how memory works let's take a moment and appreciate the fact that we have memory now imagine a life where you where you have no ability to remember things how oh, would that be oh that'll be ha- hard it'll be like you know the movie kajni yeah or should i say m- momento, momento? <laughs> yeah so it wouldn't be nice yeah. right uh, that whole reason that you're able to have a social life or a professional life or a, or any other kind of life is only because you can remember things now imagine being in a relationship and not remembering things okay that would be bad but you know thinking about social life probably it's better not to have a memory <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah but um, you know if you're in a relationship and you don't remember the person with whom you are in a relationship tomorrow right won't be that great yeah. same with your work if you don't remember where you work and what work you're supposed to do it would be the same thing so uh, in a sense memory is the thing that keeps life going as much as food water air and what not right um can you live without memory probably you can you can just exist but i wouldn't call that living uh, it'll be like you know some of the animals yeah and you have seen how difficult uh, life becomes for people who are diagnosed with alzheimer's disease and stuff where um or amnesia where people tend to forget uh, really important things in life Yeah I've heard that it's basically like eating up your brain and yeah. you finally die just because of that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, when someone says memory right what comes to your mind? 
how how do you think it works i think when we talk about memory uh, the first thing that comes into my mind would be past i past. don't know yeah past see past is something that you remember when you ne- when you it's stored in your memory right exactly so yeah. how do, how do you think it is stored so how, how do you pictureize memory when someone says what memory is okay i feel like uh, whatever you have in your memory it's all you know related to something you mm-hmm. kind of you know stock things next to each other you know yeah. i don't know uh, yeah like so so the general perception is that memory is something similar to how your computer works like um it's not completely different also so in computer you have hard drives uh, so when you save a file or information into your hard drive it goes and um, you know the magnetic magnets align itself and uh, there's a lot of things maybe that's another episode uh, uh, the magnets small magnets align themselves in a particular way and then that gets stored as information in the hard drive and stuff right right but in brain we don't have specific hard drives as such um, but all we have is uh, there are there are three sections of memory right uh, one is so one is called sensory memory and the second one is short term memory and the long term memory so think of it this way sensory memory is uh, something similar to your input output devices input mm. devices like keyboard and mouse and stuff mm. that is the part where um, you use your senses let's say your visual sense or your uh, listening sense or your touch and information gets transferred to your body right yeah and this is the first stage of memory so there should be a way of way for this event to get registered in hmm. you right in your body or whatever it is that is the first stage so sensory memory um, is a very short term memory usually the visual part of it lasts for maybe less than a second okay auditory memory can last up to 2 to 3 seconds right after which it starts completely degrading degrading in the sense with respect to time um it fo- it starts falling off easily that's why the moment you see something you remember it let's say a number of objects right if they show you a number of objects and ask you to remember it let's say 2 2 seconds later you might not yeah. depend yeah right so that's what sensory memory is it paves a way uh, to the short term memory short term memory lasts for a few seconds and that eventually goes into the long term memory which uh, which is the memory like you, you remember your name and your history and what not stuff so probably that's why people don't have not many people have photogenic uh, memory because yeah. it's short term and people who have this photogenic memories they have this great what is that visual yeah that memory and all that is it a mutation stuff. i don't know but it's something that is uh, pretty much abnormal um so sensory processor uh, in fact does the job of um, sensing an external stimuli which is similar to what i said like a keyboard if you're typing a paragraph right this is sensing what is the input being given and the working memory or your short term memory does the job of uh, encoding that memory into a form which can be stored in the brain hmm. also the same short term memory brings back your old memories helps okay. in retrieving the memory okay so think of it like ram in hmm. your computer hmm. which is a short term memory right it's volatile memory it keeps changing and r- through ram you save your uh, data into the hard drive, hard drive which is like your long term memory okay okay right? okay so um, uh, yeah. the the short term memory the, the the ram which you mentioned it acts like triggers to bring back the uh, exactly. memory which is like you know exactly so think, think th- if you remember computer science class there is something i mean this is a very uh, you know crude uh, way of putting it yeah crude way of putting it think of it like pointers 
okay you know pointers yeah, yeah. they point to a specific location in memory and retrieve it yeah, something yeah. like and that was one of the most confusing part in computer science i don't even remember it I to be honest yeah um uh, so th- yeah that's how that that's how it works and uh, there was a um experimented con- experiment conducted by an american scientist george uh, sperling in 1963 in which he was able to demonstrate that the sen- sensory memory had a maximum capability of remembering around 12 items okay right that's why you, have you seen the game where they show you like number of objects and ask you to remember that mm-hmm. you cannot probably go beyond 12 items uh, unless you have like crazy good memory so um and another thing with this type of memory is that you cannot improve this by practice you cannot practice or you cannot uh, rehearse this memory and improve it over a period of time so practice makes you perfect fails there in case of that particular memory wow because it's an external stimulus right yeah, yeah, yeah. you your body is taking uh, starts the process of creating a memory through an external stimulus like someone punches on your face that creates Great a memory, example yeah, yeah. <laughs> that leaves a mark you know yeah so um, from the point of view of uh, what primary sense is being used we can classify this into three one is iconic memory which as the name implies is the memory that briefly stores the images of mm. what we see mm-hmm. uh second one is echoic memory which as you would have guessed would be the auditory information and third one is haptic memory which is the touch information right uh so that's what a uh, sensory memory so th- i think it's pretty clear right it's like the input uh, the, the point where the memory actually starts getting created uh the second type of memory is called uh, short term memory or the working memory think of it like a, r- a ram in a computer this type of memory has a little more uh, span than the uh, sensory memory uh, where it can last up to 4 3 to 5 to 7 i mean uh, speculate people speculate about the actual duration we don't know but 3 to 7 seconds is uh, kind seconds. of a, yeah yeah kind of the ballpark yeah okay. uh but the thing is it has a lesser capacity than the sensory memory where we said said earlier it was 12 items right mm. this has uh, at most 3 to 4 items so basically it's like an f1 car where you have to like you know compromise the acceleration just to get more grip kind of thing <laughs> yeah well <laughs> maybe yeah. but uh, but the thing with this is you can actually uh, there is a hack for this or you can cheat so uh, when someone tells you a phone number i like it yeah. right mm. how do you remember let's say it's a 10 10 digit phone number like uh 9999999999 right hmm. you don't try to remember it in one complete chunk you divide it into three or four right it it can be 9999999999 and that's how you see uh, phone numbers represented in most countries as well if you go to a inter- uh, form filling a form in web uh, internet right sometimes it is divided into 3 3 and 4 yeah so this is the reason Okay. so that it would be easier for t- for you to remember so anytime someone tells you a number also a big number you try to uh, re- chop it down yeah chop it down into different chunks so that you can remember mm-hmm. it so um that is the way to cheat and make sure that you have more data in your uh, short term memory right? okay yeah yeah and it's also and as a part of a study it was also revealed that um some of the most of the memory is encoded uh, by the way they sound right if you if let's say it, if it's an alphabet uh that gets translated into auditory information and it gets stored which is easier to retrieve so it may uh, when you see the letter a or mm. you uh, or you see a car mm. instantly your brain makes that 
like you make that sound oh there's yeah. a person there's a car there's a house you think of it in terms of so you you can hear it like yeah, it, yeah. it they say right you say it in your mind so it it is sa- saved as an audi or aud- uh, auditory information yeah like when you see some people you'll be like ah exactly. is it that, like that so that's uh, pretty much about short term memory and long next we go to the no- long term memory think of it like your hard drive mm-hmm. you have bigger capacity and you can store it for a longer am- amount of time right uh this retains much more information for a much longer time um and sometimes it can last a whole lifetime as well as is the example if you learn how to drive a car or ride a cycle or swim you hardly forget them yeah yeah right you your skill might degrade over time but um, unless uh, as long as you your brain is fine you'll tend to remember them i think them. also those things are more like uh, the examples which you gave are more like you know muscle memory right once you yeah. learn so, how so to ride or like swim muscle memory comes from repetition right i mean it's not muscle that is actually yeah. remembering it's your yeah. brain still yeah, yeah. you just don't realize it yeah. right yeah so uh, things like let's say you love a song you know the lyrics you'll remember that for rest of your life yeah. like we still sing backstreet boy songs right Uh, right. I would have gone with Pehla Nasha. <laughs> I love Backstreet Boys. <laughs> I love. I I don't mind you know, saying that aloud, but I'm just kidding. We have yeah. one of my favorite bands. If you haven't stuff. heard the latest album DNA, you should go check it out. Well, yeah. So lyrics to the songs, you keep remembering them because you love them, and you ke- most of the times when it starts playing in the radio, you keep singing them again. So your memory is being refreshed, and we'll go into depth of how it actually works, right? The repetition and all those things. um and long term memory also sh- uh, stores information in an episodic memory type like a brain tries to answer questions like what when where and how of the events that happened right so when you think of a event let's say a wedding which you were not very comfortable in right when where, uh, where you felt you, really you know, out of place you just mentioning that brought back some great memories yeah so very uh, so, i'm cringing so, here you know so the moment you mentioned that uh, when i mentioned uh, that you there are certain things that started coming into your mind the location um the way you felt the food the smell of the food and uh what you saw there and all those kind of the things the way right? i felt out of place and uh, yeah. you can see that from my body language right yeah, now right so uh, that's how it works so brain tries to answer all these questions and in return you will start getting um, you know you, you'll start uh, remembering things the one of the other weddings which we can uh, which we very well remember is the wedding uh, which happened in london when friends all the friends yeah. they all went to london ross said the wrong name and Chandler ended up with Monica for rest of his life and stuff like that. I think that. this is an ongoing saga where we mention friends uh, in all we our can, episodes. How can we not mention? <sighs> I think next thing would be John Mayer <laughs> songs. I know. Um so uh, there is this part of the brain called hippocampus. Hmm. Um hippocampus means seahorse. Apparently that is uh, shaped like a seahorse or something. Uh, it it is responsible re- so hippocampus is responsible for the consolidation of information. Um but it doesn't actually store it. right it's only the uh, mediator so it consolidates information and stuff like that um so people who have alzheimer's disease and dementia hippocampus effect uh, is gets affected the problem is if hippocampus doesn't work properly you will not be able to make new memory it also it uh, the damage to hippocampus can also result in antiretrograde amnesia which degrades the ability to create new memory new that's memory. what it's called okay. so there was a patient which was very uh, a case which was very famous in america uh, back in 1950s uh, so this guy called henry gustav molaison he's called the patient hm okay right he was a patient who had this crazy uh, 
problem of epilepsy mm-hmm. right so in order to cure him from that and uh, it's been said that he had a fall when he was a kid uh, from his bike and that's how it started by the time he was in his 20s towards his uh, late 20s he, this became very serious uh, so uh, one of the things that the doctors thought was to remove parts of his brain to improve uh, his condition and uh, so hippoc- there are two parts to hi- hip- two hippocampus in our brain they ended up removing both and some other parts oh, both in the wow. sense about 3/4 of each okay. so it's as good as not having it at hmm. all uh, the result was this w- uh, operation happened i think in 1953 hmm. uh, the result was he could remember things that had happened before 1953 but he was not able to make any new memory at all on a day to day basis as well so probably he felt uh, he he must have felt that he stayed 20 whatever his age was yeah, for the I rest think, of his uh, life yeah i think and he died i think in 2006 or something at a age of 30 82 years of oh wow age, yeah. oh he lived that long absolutely and towards the end of his life he used to do co- crossword puzzles as well so he <laughs> if the thing in the puzzle was before 1953 he had no issues about it hmm. but if it was n- after 1953 what he used to do was he used to modify his memories which were before 1953 so one of the examples which were given in wikipedia was um let's say uh, if he has to remember the name of the person who invented the cure for polio hmm. polio was something which was in, uh, there before 1953 he used to add that name to that information hmm. and so that he can remember the next time Oh wow. So he started creating uh you know modifying the memories. That's how he he ended up remembering the rest of the Oh wow. Yeah. So he kind of made new memories even though he like he Yeah, by modifying modifying the old He file. hacked it. Wow. Exactly. Hmm. It's like let's say your hard drive is full you cannot create new files. You and you take old files, modify them and just It's like it. how content writers work. Uh you know uh, <laughs> you would know. Yeah, you uh, <laughs> rehash the old files and you know send it to different clients. Uh, yeah yeah and uh, some of the long term memory are also stored as a result of a process called dna methylation which is a process by which methyl molecules are added to dna um sequence resulting in change in the activity of dna segment and that doesn't change the sequence otherwise it would end up in mutation mm. right um, maybe we sh- uh, it should happen right <laughs> <laughs> we'll all become x men mm. uh, i i want to be wolverine i mean Okay good luck. Anyway, uh, uh so uh, let's let's see how the storage of memory happens, right? Um um so we discussed about three types of memory, uh, sensory, short term and long term. Uh long term being the things that we remember for a long time which which makes our life easier in fact, right? Mm. Um uh, <laughs> I don't agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> So we we talked about uh, the Not process totally. of process of encoding right so before uh, the uh, memory is saved into your brain it needs to be encoded uh, so priority is uh, prior so we go through a lot of things in life so morning you go to office right you see a lot of vehicles around you see a lot of people around you have you see a lot of experiences around do you remember everything of course i don't you don't So that is because our brain uh you know priority is given to those things which we consciously uh you know want our give our attention to. So those are the only things that are prepared for encoding process at uh, as such. That's why let's say you're playing a YouTube video thinking that you'll get motivated by it and you end up looking at your phone and not looking at it by the end of the video you'll be like oh 
what happened ha huh? what did you just say <laughs> i was looking at my phone ah, uh, see, what was this that is, this, <laughs> this is what it no, is so like uh, basically we are so self centered that you, we end up you know concentrating on only like specific things but yeah. if you have something like uh, uh, like uh, you know the power which bradley cooper got in limitless yes. oh my god that would be like brilliant right yes exactly that's a kind of mutation which should ha- which should happen <laughs> without taking oh my god yes anyway uh, so memory actually begins with the perception of an event uh, and this is encoded and stored by electrochemical changes within the nervous system of the brain so we know that brain has a big network of uh, or we will know by end of yeah, this episode yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so brain has this lot of lot of neurons and um nerve cells in the body they are connected by uh, synapse via synapse mm. uh, which helps in the transfer and transferring this electrical and chemical energy from one cell to the other kind of thing okay it's a structure that facilitates the pa- passage of a neuron or a chemical signal so uh, when you have an external stimuli let's say you uh, you touch on a hot surface that sensation has to move through your body into your brain right so nervous system helps with that your neurons yeah, neurons yeah. are the cells which carry these electrical signals and stuff so it's not just it's not completely electrical signal because what happens really is when you have a sensation right from one end of the neuron uh, which is a long cell and giraffes have really really long neurons it seems um so from one end of the neuron an ion ion you know what is ion yeah, it's a charge, charge molecule charge. that starts moving to the other end of the neuron uh, and when it reaches the end of the neuron right it gets converted into a chemical called neurotransmitters these neurotransmitters move across the space between two neurons. Uh, ne- neurons and when it goes to the next neuron the other neuron uh, pulls it to itself and that electrical energy is transmitted oh, that's so how it reaches all the way to the like brain uh it'll start from one neuron then it go to the end of it and then some chemical reaction happens and it jumps to the other one okay yeah yeah it all it's this happens in like millions yeah yeah it's right? like uh during the transmission right the na- uh, neurotransmitters are ejected into the syn- synaptic gap which is the gap between two two neurons or it can be between another cell and the neuron mm-hmm. right uh and it gets captured by the next one and in all this process um You know what mitochondria is, right? Mitochondria oh, is the powerhouse of the cell. No, I don't. <laughs> Never studied. I studied tax during my school time, so yeah, I don't. So know. it creates something called adenosine triphosphate um, that helps in uh, driving these molecules and all this process. Okay. Um, and our brain is a very powerful processor. So as with as you know, with any other, let's say you are using an Intel i9 chip or whatever it is, it uses or consumes a lot of power. So brain also consumes a lot of power from human body. Although it makes up for only two percentage of ma- uh, human body mass, um, it it needs around twenty percent of the energy oh, that is wow. consumed. Yeah, and where does this energy come from? Myco mitochondria uses uh, what? glucose yeah, yeah yeah right so basically sugar, sugar is sugar. the fuel to your brain okay basically do you uh, think so we should order some donuts right now uh, i'd love i'd love to just you know? just open swiggy <laughs> and check if they're delivering yeah yeah so basically two things that i learned is that you know sugar is actually what we use to survive and uh, that uh, brain is actually the us of our body <laughs> in terms of petroleum <laughs> petroleum you know basically everything <laughs> yeah so um when you have uh, so that means there is a huge network of neur- neural connections within the brain right and these networks can keep changing um as you have different experiences in li- in your life 
and these new uh, neural networks are the things that help us in create so brain has over um, you know trillions of neurons hmm. interconnected between uh, inter- interconnected in the brain and as you ha- have new experiences they start forming new connections so more the exchange happens between two neurons more close uh, tighter the bond becomes and that's how your long term memory is created okay. right so if if you keep repeating something let's say you go for swimming every day or you start playing guitar every day that bond becomes stronger and stronger so that as each day passes you'll start becoming more perfect okay and that's why when you don't exercise that part of your brain after few years down the line you'll become like me where i can't play guitar right now <laughs> oh i would never let that happen <laughs> <laughs> yeah so now you got the answer right so that's how it works that's why um, you know it's uh, if you're a right hand person right it's difficult to use your left left hand because you're not exercising it if you start using your left hand after a while you can so one good example is um, billy mclaughlin the yeah. famous yeah, musician yeah. right so i had uh, um, uh, i was fortunate enough to meet him live Uh, he came to our office once back in i think 2010 and he's a person who used to play this finger style guitar uh, he was a right-handed guitar and um, he had some disease in his fingers and he couldn't play it right-handed then he started uh, after 2 years of having a very bad three, time and dip- three yeah 3 years of depression he decided not to give up so what he did was he started playing the guitar left-handed and he learned and he perfected it right and i am so thankful that i got his autograph cd he uh, he has um, you know signed the cd and i got it uh, so that is one we of should the put it in the show notes and probably link a few songs of his oh his songs are yeah. insanely good so this ambi uh, dexterity that's something you know mm-hmm. we can actually practice and learn that's so if you if you look at my workstation right now you will see that the mouse is on the left side uh, that's how i like to use it kind of stupid i i saw that <laughs> and i felt so stupid it's yeah. not stupid you should try using it once i don't want so to what it does is see um I have heard that left-handed people are more creative and I was born a lefty so some things are easier for me to do with left hands uh so it kind of uh exercises both side of your brain and see I've just started doing it I don't know I used to do it in office as well so um so th- the point is if you start exercising a part of your brain more you'll remember it for a longer time and um, another in- important factor uh which affects your ability to retain Uh, retain memory is something that we uh, kind of neglect at time but is very important at least from today i'm going to take care of it that is sleep okay the reason being uh, when you go to sleep the brain actually works on retaining the memory more and more right uh, so what it does is um, the neural connections are strengthened within the brain when you sleep memories are reactivated whatever okay. you have gone through in the day are reactivated during sleep and hippocampus the thing that we spoke about earlier seahorse it replays the days even to the other parts of the brain it keeps telling it back i think that is when some people start speaking in their sleep and recount all oh. the old stuff which is very dangerous <laughs> <of course laughs> then i'm not going to sleep ever <laughs> yeah um so it uh, hippocampus keeps uh, replaying the event for uh, to the neurocortex which is a part of the brain that is involved in sensory perception cognition gen- um, you know generation of motor commands spatial reasoning and language so that's how so uh, i saw one video of one guitar instructor instructor he was saying that he used to practice in sleep i mm. thought initially what kind of nonsense is that but he explains the same thing before going to sleep he used to think about this and then you know it kind of replays in his mind and by the time it is morning Uh, he could get up better. and play are you he, serious sometimes uh, see i have also felt that sometimes in your when you 
that's why it clicks right sometimes see you t- i remember you telling me once huh. that finger style guitar playing was yeah, difficult yeah, for yeah, you yeah 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 okay uh, should i get into that get into yeah it. so uh, uh, there's this song called free falling uh, actually done by tom petty but there is a cover done by john mayer and i wanted to learn that song but then i figured out its finger style and i had no idea how to play it i played for like played with pick for like a long time that i had no idea how to play finger style so i started uh, practicing it but uh, oh, it took me over like two or three years to you know at least you know get an idea of how to do it but it was all in my head i couldn't you know translate it into my hands and you know play it but suddenly one day i woke up i picked up the guitar and i tried playing it and i could play it yeah that's what it is so yeah <laughs> yeah so sleep is very important uh, sleep deprivation can lead to difficulty in retaining and exercising memory that's why if you don't get enough sleep you kind of end up you know in a foggy state and this is now i realize that why uh, writing exams was so difficult to, for me when i was in college because we used to wake up till uh, we used to study till 5 am in the morning i used to get up at 7:30 and get prepared and go to the exams so kids if you're listening if you have a test coming up don't lose your sleep over it there are chances that you will end up forgetting more than the, what you remember or you know just go party hard don't go write the exam yeah don't take this advice <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll put the ex- explicit side on <laughs> yeah 18 plus 18 plus once you're 18 plus you can yeah, do yeah. whatever you want okay so i think that pretty much winds it up uh, unless you have something to discuss uh yeah about the uh, sensory memory right mm-hmm. it's the shortest one right yeah. but i think uh, it's pretty much you know not scientifically proven everything mm-hmm. isn't it so i i still have like some memories from the past where you know one memory vividly i have is like i was at my guitar class it was my first guitar class this was back in 2006 july 9th 2006 july yeah 9th. so i wanted to like you know remember it forever so i still remember sitting in one you know high rise stool mm-hmm. and i had the guitar in my hand and i'm looking down and i could see the red actually like not crimson more more like a maroon carpet there and through my legs i had crossed my legs and through my legs i could see that and there was like one one strand of hair someone's hair which was there mm-hmm. so i i i still can remember that i you know uh, i was sitting there and i actually clicked a picture in but, my mind but you know what that's not your sensory memory right whatever you are saying now is your long term memory that's remembering yeah it. but it's through my visual sense that i clicked it right but it saved in your uh, brain somewhere as a long term memory right so basically if you try to you know remember something you can actually do it maybe that is because it's there in your long term memory okay it's not because you are exercising your sensory memory at that point sensory memory's work is done the moment it passes the information to your body saying that there is something some event that is happening let's say if someone is touching you right you will get to know immediately oh so it's like you know uh, the the coordinates are saved in my long term memory and yep. i can just paint it uh, out whenever mm-hmm. i want to not okay. complicated at all yeah not complicated thank you so much for all. listening so that's all for today and we'll see you in the next episode Bye-bye.